This episode of Comics for Fun and Profit is brought to you by Threadless. More importantly, the Comics Fun Profit shop on Threadless at comicsfunprofit.threadless.com where you can find half a dozen different designs, plenty of Comics for Fun and Profit themed merch. If you just want a t-shirt, you're good. And if you want sweatshirts or other swaggy items, man, you can get anything. Phone cases, shower curtains, it runs the gamut. Skateboards, I think. <laughs> so check that out. Uh, we've already sold several. We're excited about the fact that the folks that want to support us in this way are able to and uh, wear our merch out into in the real world. That's pretty exciting stuff. So uh, yeah, get your comics for fun and profit, branded items at comicsfunprofit.threadless.com. Aloha! This is Jason from Hawaii. Welcome to a special edition of the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. In this episode, I will be interviewing the creators of White Savior. It is a four-part, um, it's a um four, it's a four-issue limited series through Dark Horse. The creators are Eric Wynn and Scott Burr. Berman. Oh, God, I'm, I messed up that name. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> My name isn't as important as Eric, so it's it's all good here. All right. So Eric um, and Scott um, co-wrote this story, and Eric also did the artwork um, on White Savior. Now, the first issue is out in stores right now. Issue two comes out on February 15th. Eric and Scott, welcome to the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. How are you guys doing today? Good. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. But a, a, a quick thing. The uh, the first issue is in stores next Wednesday, January 18th. No, thank you. But the thing is, I'll be honest with you, because this this episode may come out close to towards the end of January or February. So I'm. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's new to us. How do oh, you find I, that out? Oh, I no, I'm I'm sure you probably said it and, and we missed it. I, it's all good. We're happy whenever it comes out. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I start, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whenever normally, yeah. The um and uh and usually I'll let creators know that I'll let I'll I let them know up front that hey we released you know one interview an episode per week we've already got some in the can already and this will probably come out in like oh okay 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 my, my, okay I I get what you're saying then okay sorry yeah <laughs> I'm sorry no I'm sorry. This is gonna be part of the of the of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's entertaining either way. Let's just do it. Uh, obviously, Jason, uh, I'm new to this. Uh, you know, doing yeah. these interviews. <laughs> no, that's fine. Hundred so interviews. Yeah. I've never listened to a podcast in my life, mm -hmm. and Eric, I think you've listened to one. If, if I'm right. Yeah, I actually uh, turned on uh, Mike's uh, podcast this morning while driving the kids to school and. Uh, See how it's like. Okay, so was it is it Mike Myers that you're referring to? Yeah, Mike Myers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, so perfect because I'm going to give a shout out to Mike Myers. Um, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, he mentioned on um, he was um, he was a guest host on the comics for, the regular comics for fun and profit podcast, and he mentioned about that you emailed him. So and so I and I'm 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 podcast friends with Mike, so. You know, so I heard about that. I contacted Mike, and oh. that's how I got a hold of you. So, so I'm going to ask. How, so, how did you hear about Mike's podcast? Eric, in your email. You... <laughs> it was. Am I right, Eric? <laughs> well, it, it's one of those things that uh, man, man. I mean, it, 
the, the whole story is that uh, we, you know, initially at Dark Horse, uh, we were hoping to have Dark Horse do a lot of the marketing, have yes. their uh, whole team behind it and everything. But uh, we found out a little bit later that, uh, you know, um, a lot of there's some uh, internal uh, restructuring happening. And mm -hmm. uh, and so yeah, uh, by the time just promoted somebody there and now they're hiring other people um, under her. Uh, mm -hmm. And so there's just a little bit of a of a of a, of a time frame, but 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 now they're they're getting all the guns behind uh, mm -hmm. uh, behind it now. So, but there yeah, was like so a we, little period during the holiday yeah. when it was a little bit uh, slower, understandably. And yeah. so yeah, and so we've been trying to just spread the word um, ourselves yep. Uh, yep. To, to get this this bad boy going here as well in, okay. in tandem with them. And Eric and I aren't as big marketers as as the machine that of dark horses and so we're uh yeah we're we're not as uh so like me like social media i we barely both eric and i barely go on podcasts <laughs> i i don't listen to so it's just kind of funny um mm -hmm. for us to to be uh, yeah, promoting a bit <laughs> so what were you, we like what, we, what, we, what we, we story just of went from connections out. to connections to oh okay to people to people i've worked with i emailed a lot of my colleagues i uh I used uh, my Twitter uh, account yeah. and I mm -hmm. just just putting it out there. Whoever responded to us, they, they mm -hmm. referred us to other people and other people. And so we're sending out, um, you know, a little uh, previews here so that just to try to get, you know, war, uh, awareness to it the best we can. Yes. And so, oh, man, it's, it's surprisingly, we had a lot of great uh, responses, a lot of uh, people who I've worked in the past. Yes. that actually I haven't spoken to in years responded mm -hmm. to me and which is which is great I mean our 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 uh art community is pretty small so and but they're they're also very helpful mm -hmm. okay and I'm um Scott I know I'm kind of going off cuff here but so um like you said you guys are kind of sort of doing your own self-promoting right now um like you know are you guys going to be on other I I, I know Eric you did an interview a written interview with um uh, Barbara Dillon of the fan, the fan base press. She's a friend of the show, so oh, I, I okay. saw that. I saw that, and I got some of the information. Uh, oh, cool! Awesome. Yeah. So, are you guys invited to any other podcast that you know people should check out? Or we we are. Um, so yeah, we're we're going on. Um, we it's 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 hard to remember sometimes. I know we did the, we just did the comic um, Yeti podcast. Oh yes, and. Comic uh, Crusaders with the machine on there. Gotta love the machine. Um, uh, and then we've got a couple more coming up. And to be honest, we've been so busy uh, between I have like a you know full time job, and, yes. and so we've been so busy scheduling them that it's hard to remember the names. Am, am I wrong, oh, Eric? Do you do you remember any of the names I I, I missed? Yeah, like this morning we had we it's not podcast, but we had uh, a uh, conversation with uh, who was Asian Foundation. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, we, yeah. We I... talked to the the Asian American Foundation. Oh, we we did an interview with Comic Con. Um, oh, we did that too, Comic Con. Yep. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, Comic Con. Do you, do you know, uh, I mean, uh, Scott, you can tell him about Next Shark. Uh, uh, Jason, you know about Next Next Shark? No, I no. Mm. Uh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So, oh, Net Next Shark's just a very, very prominent uh, Asian American uh, media outlet, and so that's the one that 
it's funny. I, the white guy, am more excited about the next shark one than anything else comic. Because really. uh-huh. uh, I think that we're, we're trying to get, um, we're trying to reach out to non-comic book readers as well. Yes. And so we think that uh, getting the support from from the Amer- Asian American community will hopefully be a big, you know, boon for us, basically. Yes. Yeah. No, that I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Can, you know, because right now with all the thing with, you know, Michelle Yao winning the, uh, uh, her thing and yes. uh, mm-hmm. yeah so and you know uh, that uh, the Marvel movie you know how how we're you know with the more more representational type of heroes that's happening and so mm-hmm. um, even though our book we, uh, uh, Todd you know he's 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 not your he's traditional here. hero but he is yes. the star of the show mm-hmm. yes so you know I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say let's just jump right into the book Let, let's just start talking oh, about cool. it so okay, so I'm gonna so basically, um, like, you know, for the listeners, you know, no spoilers, you know, you know, what's the story about? <laughs> Scott, Scott, Scott <laughs> would do this part. So, so this is this is always a funny question when we get asked it yeah. because uh, Eric and I are as we're doing these interviews, we're we're learning who should say what part, and so mm-hmm. a big part of White Savior is that it takes the the famous white savior trope mm-hmm. of a, a white person going into a village or a town and saving all the um, underrepresented people from various misfortunes. Yes. And so in our case, the white guy is an idiot. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's the last person you'd ever want um, to save anybody from anything. Yes. And so Eric prefers when I say the white guy is an idiot as to him. Uh, and so the hero in our book is Todd Parker, mm-hmm. um, uh, an American uh, film teacher yes. who time travels to Japan and has to convince everybody not to follow the white savior. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yes, there's my little elevator p- pitch, very practiced and rehearsed. Uh, yes. And so it's it's just spinning the, the genre on its head. And um, yeah, and we think the story is, is just something that fans are going to like it's got badass action and art from, yes. from the master eric here uh-huh. it's got killer comedy uh, every page is just riddled with yes. I, I don't want to brag but the best jokes you'll ever read in comics <laughs> history uh-huh. uh, and of course it's got the, the message that that you know is obviously very important to get across as well mm-hmm. um eric i'm going to ask you so how um uh, actually i'm going to start off with it like how did you and scott team up for this book and yeah so how did you guys team up for this book how did you guys come up with this story boy uh how we teamed up is kind of a a weird story i mean um this is about six seven years ago uh i get this email from scott i I have no idea who he is Mm -hmm. he's just cold pretty much like cold calling and just sending scripts (laughs) around and uh, it was just one of the times where i was either in uh, on a break between jobs or something where i had time to read stuff and I, re- I read that a, a script that he sent me called, um, I think it was How I Got Drunk and Saved the World. Yes. And it was so good. I mean, it was so funny that, uh, I mean, I didn't know who Scott was, but uh, I mean, I've done so many scripts before. I, I've done so many books, serious books, uh, noir mm-hmm. books and all that stuff. And, and actually, I was looking for something a little bit different. And his scripting, it's not just the story itself, but his his characterization and scripting was so good that I, 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 I called him 
And I said, yeah, I mean, what are you thinking about? What, what else do you have? Uh-huh. And so um, uh, we just started brainstorming from there, just jumping on what what we both wanted to do. Uh-huh. And at the time, there, uh, uh, I think it was that time where there that movie, uh, The Great Wall or something with Matt Damon that yeah. was out. And uh, everyone's making fun of how uh, Matt Damon just saved China. I mean, saved the wall. I mean, it was so awesome, right? I mean, <laughs> sarcastically. And so we're like, you know what? Next time, what, what, why don't we just kind of spin that? And 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 Scott made some jokes. I was like, dude, this this is funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can yeah. take this. And 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 we actually, um, the first issue uh, was just a setup, but we do a lot of other crazy stuff in issue two, three, oh, and four. I uh-huh. mean, we, it, we, we actually go than what people would think what's going to uh-huh. happen so uh, and uh, and yeah and so from there that's that's how we started with and and the title uh white savior kind of um came from that and we just went from that uh mm-hmm. trying to make it even more ridiculous on what uh mm-hmm. a real white savior uh is or should have been or mm-hmm. you know in this day and age <laughs> uh, so okay so I know the white savior uh, in the in issue number one. I think like literally the first panel, the first page, his name is um, Nathan um, Garin. Is, is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then and then of course you know and Scott like you mentioned that you know basically the main hero, the main character of this of this series is Todd Parker. Um, I'm, I'm, you know how. Um, you know, I'm going to ask, can you, you know, you've already talked a little bit about Todd. You already talked a little bit about Nathan. Um, I would just wanted to go over like one side character that kind of play, that might play a important role in Todd's life, his grandfather. So, you know, like if you got Scott, I'm going to ask, can you just go over, you know, who is Todd's grandfather? Uh, well, we hope in the movie, the grandfather will be George Takai. Uh, we <laughs> want to make sure that gets out. But um, yeah, the, the grandfather's just, um, first off, it's, it's, it's a little crazy that everybody has been latching on to the, the grandfather character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Eric and I had, had no idea people, people would, be, would be. Like, he was just the, the character who kind of passes the story mm-hmm. of, um, of the failed white savior down from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. And um, in hindsight, we wish the grandfather character had more of a role to play in the story. Uh-huh. But unfortunately, uh, Todd time travels to feudal Japan while the, uh-huh. while the grandfather's, you know, there. Uh, you might see another appearance by him. And uh, and hopefully in the sequel, uh, Grandpa Parker is going to get some, some ass-kicking moments uh, as well. Yeah. <laughs> um. And speaking speaking of George Takai, because there is a funny moment. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm trying not to spoil it, but all of a sudden you guys put, look, here is, you know, George Takai's great 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 grandfather. <laughs> I love that reference. <laughs> and now, Scott, since you're putting it out there, you're hoping George Takai would yeah. listen to this podcast and call you directly, right? Yeah. That's that's the plan. We're we're not hard people to get a hold of just because 
<laughs> you know, um, uh, Google, easy Google. I mean, it's not like we have any gatekeepers. It's not like we're important enough to have gatekeepers. Uh, <laughs> the, thing about, the, the, thing about the, book, the thing about the book is, I mean, Scott just throws in th these little uh, nuggets of just fun stuff that people just will latch on to oh, yes. <laughs> and, and, and relate to. I mean, just like it, these are just like quirks during the book. When you read it, you just you just relate to it so much that it just it gives you a little laugh. It does. I, I mean, we can't spoil. I don't want to spoil it because it. Uh, <laughs> 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 All I can say is, you know, listeners, um, I know I've only seen issue number one. And like I said, you know, um, you know, by the time this comes out already, issue one's already out in stores. But as Eric said, issue two, that's going to come out in February it's going to get wilder. <laughs> so, so, so I'll tell you one, one interesting point about, about that is, so Eric and I did kind of like a, a very much a Marvel method. We, we yes. sat down and we, we made an outline for the story and then Eric, Eric drew it and Eric wanted to just be like completely unfettered in his art. And so this was, I guess like, this is what Eric wanted to do. I said, Hey, we'll do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And so then we got together to kind of um, put jokes on the page Yes, And one thing that I kind of realized is that the second, the third, the fourth issues, they get a lot crazier. And so because of that, I mm -hmm. was like, we got to take, we got to take this book. We got to make it as crazy as we possibly can with the dialogue and the narration yes. to set people up for how much we ramp it up in, in the other issues. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it was a it was it was a fun fun thing to do to just throw jokes back and forth at each other to um to put the funniest stuff on the page. Now, one question I I wanted that I found very interesting was that you know Scott I know you mentioned that you know that most of the story takes place in feudal Japan. So you know Eric, I'm going to throw this question to you, and if Scott, if you can just answer. So was there a particular reason why you guys wanted feudal Japan, not? I mean, my, yeah, kind of like, why Japan? Why feudal Japan? Why not China? Why not Korea? You know, I, I don't, you know. Well, uh, well, to me, I didn't, uh, I didn't have one. Uh, you know, I, I didn't really uh, mind one way or the other. But uh, uh, there's a reason why uh, Scott did because he he has a lot of references that he puts in that uh, that some people uh, picked up on. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so so there, there's a bit more to that that story. So interestingly enough, when we were first getting it out there, because this mm -hmm. was it's not like Dark Horse. We told told Dark Horse the idea, and they said yes, let's do it. We first were trying to create it and then pitch it around. Mm -hmm. And okay. so because of that, we didn't know if we'd get a publisher. And so because of that, I was reaching out to various Asian American. Um, celebrities and influencers and the idea kind of sprung in my mind if we got one of them to let us use their likeness uh -huh. perhaps we could more easily sell the book uh -huh. and so because of that we had a a, a japanese a, a fairly famous japanese person interested so that's why we had it set in feudal japan okay. uh, that person dropped out of it and so we're just like, hey, we, we went with Japan. We're, we're sticking with Japan. Oh, okay. And, uh, and, and, and yeah, and the other reason is why, because just drawing badass samurai is, is, is up Eric's alley. That's <laughs> the, uh, the second 
So Eric, this question, this is kind of sort of more of a process question for you, um, Eric. So already it's, you guys decided we're going to do feudal Japan. Um, how much research did you do in the the samurai armor? Did you, I mean, did you like go, look through books? Um, I, I'm not being sarcastic, but you know, did you visit you know any of the museums that you know have you know, in your area? If they were open during the pandemic to take pictures or anything like that. Yeah, during that time where we've made a lot of strides was uh, during the pandemic, and so usually I Google is probably be. I mean, before I used to go take my own pictures, do a mm -hmm. lot of um, that sort of research, but now with Google, I mean, I, I scoured the um, the the net for anything mm -hmm. Japanese, whether it was uh, not just samurais, but anything their culture, mm -hmm. the. Uh, uh, kimonos the uh oh, yeah, just the, yeah. the flowers and everything uh and so I, I i usually when i do a book or do any sort of um project i'll research the hell out of it mm -hmm. you know i read through it and uh and just get a, a folders of research on uh on the uh the setting the time period mm -hmm. uh but you do that with every uh project that you work on at least you, you kind of should mm -hmm. Because I have to say, because um, the Japanese armor, the attention to detail on some of the close-ups is incredible, Eric. It's really, oh, thank you. Very incredible. It's really like, um, you know, um, you know, I I know the stories. You know, so you know, sort of spoof on like, you know, um, like um, the Great Wall or um, Dances with Wolves. But yet, you know, the attention to the detail, trying to make sure that it's grounded in some form of reality. And that's, and like I said, just looking at the armor, like, you know, when Todd is already back in time, you know, there's, you know, there's like, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's like one big panel where there's, there's two samurai warriors fighting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then all the, you know, I'm going to just tell the listeners there's craziness that ensues, but but just seeing the armor on just those two is is very detailed, very nice. Well, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. <clears throat> yeah. Now, um, I, I'm going to start. Actually, Eric, I'm going to start off with you, and then Scott, please chime in. You know, um, um, and uh, and you know, because beginning because like you know, the grand Todd's grandfather plays like a small role in the story. Like, was it in and. And Scott, like you said, that you know, um, the grandfather tells this story, you know, uh, you know about you know the failure of the white savior. Now, to me, I thought it was interesting. Was um, I thought that was really good because my question is actually my question is was it intentional to include some type of cultural traditions, such as like the you know the passing down of um, stories, you know, like an oral, like an oral history, you know, setting or you know, was that intentional or you know, yeah, they, they, uh, it was kind of you know how um, our Asian grandparents always tell us stories, mm -hmm. uh, and, and so that's that's where it was based off of. You know, we got these old stories, and then uh, Scott throws in a joke. I guess it's you know the joke you know is how stories change over time too, yes. uh, and so it gets even you know, and so and 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 uh, Scott, or I mean, and Todd's like, you know. I don't believe you, Grandpa, because it yeah. changes so much. And so he's kind of like, uh, oh, this, uh, you know, Grandpa, he's just 
in his old ways, just telling his stories again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then also, too, um, actually, I want to ask you, Scott, and Eric, you know, please feel free to comment on this. Was it intentional to have Todd, like, because, correct me if I'm wrong, because Todd is, I guess he's, the se- is he a second generation um, um, in his family, uh, uh, you know, Japanese to be, is he the second generation? Because it sounds like, you know, his grandfather, I don't know if the grandfather is the first generation in America and Todd's the second generation. Um, and the only reason why I ask about that is because Todd seems to be more westernized um, in terms of that he knows more about, you know, he makes a comment about, come on, grandpa, I know more about McDonald's foods than the seven, sam- <laughs> what the seven samurai, the seven samurai movies, you know, um, you know, was that intention to make Todd completely, like almost completely westernized already? Scott? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I was going to look to you on that one, Eric. Uh, we <laughs> we kind of, uh, you know, a lot of the character of, of Todd is, is kind of based off of um, Eric. A, a lot of it is. Oh, and okay. I think that, and, and, and I don't know if I would go as far as to say Eric's westernized, but I would say, like, Eric's <laughs> just a regular guy. Like, yeah. that's what Todd is. Uh, he's mm-hmm. just a He's just like, he's, a, he's just a regular guy. I don't, the only thing Eric, I think has ever really talked about me with, with, with is, is food mm-hmm. where, where he talks about uh, being Vietnamese is just the Vietnamese food he makes. Uh, but other than that, like, we're just, we're just two average Americans. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think. Yeah. Todd, you I mean, it's, it's, it's actually something that uh, every, um, Every uh, kind of uh, Asian person who's grown up for most of their life, they'll relate to. I mean, uh, because because I definitely relate to that. The, the, the way he's thinking, the way he mm-hmm. the way he makes his comments, and uh, and that's how I generally feel too. I mean, it's like, yeah, we don't know this, we don't know that, and and yes, we're not this, we're not that. It's just it's just uh, that attitude that he carries while he's riding his bike. That's definitely yes. something I I relate to. I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is and it's funny because it is scott when he throws in these narrations uh yes. from the pages it works so well because everyone i mean um there there was this thing about how how his name came about and we kept it um i mean especially the parker because everyone loves peter parker right oh and, my god and, 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 and so and so when he when he was narrating it this i was like man this this reminds me how 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 natural Peter Parker was as well, where he's mm-hmm. just like uh, going to going, you know, when he first started, and so it it just made sense to me. And when I was drawing the, this page and him riding his bike, it's just like it, it worked so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Eric, I'm going to ask you this question because, like Scott said, taught and correct me if I'm wrong about this. So, so like Scott mentioned that kind of taught us almost sort of kind of almost like you right yeah yeah okay so i'm going to ask you about this it was like um um no actually i'm going to make a comment i'm sorry it's a comment the thing i love about todd narrating the story is excuse me is that you know as the readers um read you know for the readers he's breaking the asian stereotypes because I love it when the narration goes, you know, yes, I'm Asian, you know, uh, 
yeah, yeah. But I'm not good at math, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't I know don't, karate. I, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I just I just found that funny. I mean, and you, you know, did 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 you guys did you write that part, Eric, or did Scott write it? Or <laughs> well, the the joke. Well, when when we're doing the whole script, uh, we Scott and I will come up with scenarios that uh, we have so many different scenarios. And I would decide what to kind of draw and try to pace the story, pace mm -hmm. the pages for a 22, 26 or 24 page book. Yeah. And so I would choose these scenes and that I thought was easiest and most um, interesting scenes to do. Mm -hmm. Then once once Scott sees those pages, he would put those uh, the words together, you know, the, the scripting itself. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll throw jokes back and forth, what would work. Uh, where it goes on the page, and uh, and so that's how we came about with, and that's what we consider like the Marvel method, where we'll see the pages at the end, we'll throw uh, dialogue back into it, just mm -hmm. just make sure that the flow is correct. Yeah. Now, Scott, this question is for you and Eric. Please feel free to chime in. You know, um, you know, um, not just only for the first issue, but maybe either, you know, if it's if you guys have, you know. Did you guys have did you guys have so much material that you guys have to cut out some stuff, you know, <laughs> leave it on the floor? I mean, oh my God, this would be great, but yes. Know. So we actually had this is this is an interesting, this is a very interesting question. So the original, we originally had it at about uh eight issues, um, is what we originally had it at. And um we we brought it to Dark Horse. We didn't mm -hmm. mention when we brought it to dark horse that we had eight issues planned because mm -hmm. uh, we only had the one finished at that time mm -hmm. and so they they told us they wanted you know four issues and to be fair we we never asked for eight and i think mm -hmm. it was a blessing in disguise because i think it works better as as four mm -hmm. um but we have we have a, a really we had a whole nother subplot involved that we we got rid of which i think is actually for the better mm -hmm. um and so uh it's interesting that we, we just never we we probably could have asked dark horse they've been so great with with giving us everything mm -hmm. and so but we just we just didn't we just didn't think to and we thought you know what i think we could we could bring this this down a bit and i think uh it, it might have made the, the book even funnier because yes. mm -hmm. uh it's less um less spread out with all of our jokes but mm -hmm. uh but yeah, there's definitely there was definitely there's definitely a, a couple of subplots that were that were uh we 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 do hope that um we could use these subplots in spin-offs. And so oh, okay. that's yeah. that's uh, we we have that uh kind of etched in our mind a little bit, but we don't wanna uh jump the, the gun yet on anything. Oh no, yeah. So um so and Scott, since you mentioned about Dark Horse, I'm gonna um Actually, Eric, I'm going to start off with you with this question. So, how did you guys team up with Dark Horse? Yes. Oh, um, that's that's actually a, a, a good one too. Because um, at the time, I was doing more work with uh, uh, Marvel. I think I was on um, uh, finishing up Starboy uh, with the Weekend. Uh, I did that book. I don't know if you if you've seen that book or not, but uh, I did uh, the Starboy book that was um, uh, the Weekend had a collaboration with marvel to do mm -hmm. and weekend, at the time we, were, uh, we had you know, we, the weekend the huge pop superstars said i want eric to be my artist 
boom, right there. I'm I'm Eric's promo man sometimes uh, for him over here. He had, he had his selection of everybody. Uh-huh. He picked Eric. Throwing that out there. Uh, weekend, if you're listening, give us uh-huh. a little white savior promo. He's probably not listening, but throwing that out there. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, go so, ahead. Yeah, yeah. So we had the first issue uh, done, and we didn't know where we wanted to go with it. We were uh, looking around for a publisher. We even thought about doing a Kickstarter ourselves and mm-hmm. kind of do a crowdsourcing for it. But um, I don't, you know, I just decided to send it to my editor Patrick at Dark Horse. That I have a great relationship with uh, Dark Horse because I've done twenty yeah. something issues of Ex Vigilante for Dark Horse prior to that and um and they love my work there and for, and honestly i didn't expect them to get back to me so quickly but the next day um uh, uh, people inside dark horse read it it got up to mike richardson and he loved it and uh, we got a response the next day they said they um they are interested they wanted to um, talk more and so we got on the phone and here we are uh a couple of years later um mm-hmm. With with uh, a four issue done, uh, getting ready uh, for the entertainment part to 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 take their crack at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, it, it'll be a little bit more than uh, than just a comic book. So we'll see where it goes from there. Oh, okay, all right. And then that reminds me of that reminds me of something you were saying earlier. Actually, uh, a question you were saying earlier: what was cut out? Yeah. So I like to have a character that looks like me in every comic. Uh-huh. So we had a character, uh, General Davis E. Davis, who who I described as what would happen if I mated with Yosemite Sam. And uh-huh. Eric never got to draw that character, which I would have loved to have seen. So maybe in a spinoff, we'll see what, what Eric would have come up with. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so... Um, Eric, you already mentioned, um, you know, um, Mike Richards. You already mentioned about it. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think his name was Patrick, one of the editors that you worked with before. Yeah, uh, the main uh, editor is Patrick Thorpe, and he's a he's a longtime editor at uh, Dark Horse and fantastic mm-hmm. editor. He's does a great job. And then I'm going to ask, you know, um, actually, Eric, I'm, I'll start off with this. Did you want? Do you want to give a shout out to the creative team that helped you with this book? helped you guys with this book yeah we have a great colorist uh Ewan. uh he's uh, uh i don't know where he's from actually originally but he actually took a lot of my open line art with a little bit of grays and did a fantastic job uh, uh filling in the background the uh making the uh this the the foliage for mm-hmm. the uh for different settings and i mean he just did a great job just making um the, the color palette of, of, yes. of mm-hmm. back in Japan and everything. And so that helped me refine uh, and fine tune it uh, as a final, but he did a great job with the uh, coloring. And um, and Scott, you worked with uh, the letter. I, I think this is the first time Scott worked with the letter. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> the, letter, I, the letter was awesome. Uh-huh. I was not awesome. I'll say that it because it's my my first time with the letterer, uh-huh. and, and we were doing it in, in kind of the Marvel method. Yes, um, everything the letter everything the letterer did looked awesome. Yeah. But me, I would sometimes be like, 
hey, let's bold. The bolding was the big part that I think I, I could have done a better job at, at explaining because I would be like, bold this word. Wait, no, no, no. That that word isn't funny if it's bolded. Bold this word. Uh -huh. And so I'm, I'm pretty sure I was, I was learning, you know, it was my, yeah. my first time doing it. And so everything the letter did looked, Micah Myers is his name. He's, he's uh -huh. the best damn letter out there. Uh -huh. But um, I I'm, I'm very specific about the jokes. And so I'm like, if this word, if the right word isn't bolded, the joke's not going to be as funny. I might yeah. be psychotic for seeing that, but you kind of have to learn it when you see it on the page. Uh -huh. And I wish in hindsight that I would have been able to, um, uh, I would have been able to test things out for him. I could never in a million years make anything look as good as, as Micah does. Mm -hmm. um, but I wish I could have like, tested out the bolding part mm -hmm. just because that, that I could see him going, this guy is, Oy. but, uh, but I was just, you know, learning and, and he was just as, as supportive as a human being could possibly be. If I were him, I would want to kill me, but he showed, he was just the most helpful, easygoing mm -hmm. um, guy in the world. And now I've learned for the next time, okay, mm -hmm. I'll know what to, how to, how to do it uh, better. But yeah. <laughs> This is, a, is is an example. Scott is an example of how when you first do your first book, you're so involved with it that uh, that you actually come up with some great ideas. Um, there was a time where I told Scott, dude, I, I don't think it matters. But actually, when it was done, you know, when you read the book, um, Jason, at the very end, how 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 Nathan speaks and how they did that was fantastic mm -hmm. but it, it, initially i was like no oh, man don't don't worry about that but but now when when i see it and when i read it i was like that's perfect you know mm -hmm. how they did the lettering on that and what's, what's really funny is in in reverse to that so i'm very much like oh this word has to be perfect and this word has to be bold i'm very much like that and with the art eric and eric will be like stop does it doesn't matter just do it dude <laughs> and with the art eric will sometimes say to me what do you think of the pendant on this guy's uniform? And I'm like, Eric, I don't care about the pendant on this guy's <laughs> uniform. So the same kind of like, Eric, yeah, it looks great. What are you nitpicking about? Mm -hmm. It's a little, it's a tiny little thing that the whole page is the most gorgeous thing. You're this little thing. And so mm -hmm. we're both very much like like that in, in tune with, with what we work on. It's just kind of funny. That's, that's, that's pretty cool that you guys, you guys work together perfectly on that. That's great. Um, I also noticed in the book. Um, I think it's on. I think it's on the uh, the uh, credits page. Is that there's um, three people that you guys want to give special thanks to. You know, um, do you? I'm gonna let you. Do you guys want to give shout outs to them? And how did they help with the book? Yeah, you know, they're they're all a lot. All of them are are my um, friends from college and and high school even um and uh ben show is 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 japanese and so he would kind of um go over all of the the japanese stuff to make sure that everything was authentic oh okay. um and yeah so so gen show did a great job of that and um jamar is one of my my best friends from college and uh we would sometimes go to him for our jokes like and and and, and we would say hey we want to make sure that that the jokes are as are as as funny as they could be, if you will. Like, yes. um, 
Uh, and so we, we would say, hey, Jamar, is, is, is this funny? And Jamar was actually one of my my bold friends in which I would say, hey, this, I bolded this word. Is, is this the right word to bold? And so like he's just a, a really good resource to kind of test our jokes on a lot of the time. And Jackie, Jackie Rowe is is my one of my oldest friends from from high school. And um, she would help with um, authentication in the story and, and any edits and anything that mm-hmm. we maybe we wanted to make sure that everything was culturally appropriate. Yes. And so mm-hmm. that's why. Um, yeah, ja- and 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 in the first issue, she was also really good at correcting any grammatical or spelling errors that we might have had. Oh, we had <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was that was before we brought it to Dark Horse. Dark Horse, of course, has a whole department that does that, but but she helped she helped out with that a lot. Um yeah, so yeah, that was a, the the team of special thanks people were over there. Oh, okay. All right. Eric, I'm slowly wrapping things up. So Eric, um again, you know, um, uh, you know, we know that this is a limited series. You guys talk about possible spin-offs, you know, originally this was, you know, that there's a subplot. Um, Eric and Scott, please chime in as well, too, is that, you know, um, will we see Todd in another adventure after after this story? Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Like, uh, like we have we have a, a plan for a second arc, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll just see where it goes from here. But I do have uh, I mean, I, I would like to see us do a one shot of uh, you'll you'll read in the third issue what the one shot would be. That would be fantastic. To do a one-shot spinoff of this other of one of the uh one of the uh, supporting cast, I yes. think that would be amazing. I mean, it's, so there's so many jokes that we can just. I, I we already have so many different ways of, of taking that one, and uh, and but a lot of times I, I hope when people read this they understand it first and foremost is to make people laugh. It's yes. a satire mm-hmm. and it's comedy and the banter between the supporting uh cast is great. Like like. Like I've been telling other people when we do these um, uh, interviews that I've done so many uh, serious books, mission-based books, you know, uh, where where everyone's so serious and the dialogue is, uh, the point of each dialogue is to further the mission, further the plot. Mm-hmm. But in our book, the dialogue is not really, the, the point isn't to further any mission, but it's just, the, it's almost like a drama, a, a bantering of friends and it's more like how people really talk to each other and sass each other as well. Uh, and there's a lot of that going on that I think works really well, makes people relate to each, each character more. And I think um, that's what's really strong with the book. That's right. Because I love the scene between Todd and I can't remember his, his, um his bodybuilder friend. Neil. That scene, I mean, it was, because it it felt natural, it felt re- you know it felt na- you know real and natural, and you know um, you know um, and and I'm sorry, his name was I'm sorry was Neil, Neil yes Neil, Neil yeah you know how Neil says oh my God I remember the time that you strained a muscle just trying to fill out an application at the fitness center <laughs> you know that was, I mean it, it it was great it was just you know Eric when you mentioned about the bantering. I was like, yeah, that's right, because it was just a nice moment, you know, and it felt real and genuine, you know. Well, thank you. It's I think I think that's that's one of the, the very strong scenes that Scott bring. That's why I decided to do a book with him, because I, like I said, when I first read his um, I'm drunk, 
and I'm gonna and you know the guy saved the world being drunk. I mean, it's just the the dialogue and the and the scripting of the characterization is so good that uh, you relate to the characters. Um, Especially if you're an alcoholic in, in the How I Got Drunk one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I'm going to start slowly wrapping things up, but actually, Scott, um, since we've already mentioned, you know, about, you know, um, about that, you know, about the um, how I got drunk and saved the world. Um, now, now, Scott, correct me if I'm wrong. So is is that is that story completed and everything or where can listeners, you know, uh, I've actually got a, an artist working on the um, working on the, the first issue. And uh, if if a white savior takes off, we're hoping that somebody will, will pick it up. Mm -hmm. um, so I've got I've got another one um, called Echelon yes. with um, Hugo Petri. So he's drawn Justice League and, and a couple other things. And again, we're, we're hoping if White Savior takes off, I'll get to do all these. But more than anything, I'm hoping if White Savior takes off, uh, Eric and I become the, t the tag team that we already are mm -hmm. and just take over all comics, essentially. Um, I mean, Eric and Eric's the the Eric and I, I we're the perfect team. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, everything he does, everything. It, it's so weird. Like, I I don't think it's weird that I trust I trust Eric with literally everything. Mm -hmm. And the fact, but the fact that Eric trusts me, that always freaks me out. I go, Eric, why the heck do you trust me? Are you a psychopath? What is wrong with you, Eric? Mm -hmm. But it's, I think it's, just it's it's funny because um because. I would want to do things that's kind of pushes the line as far as uh, uh, politically correct. And so, <laughs> I will throw out I will throw out jokes, and a lot of times I'll throw out the joke, and I'll be like, "No, no, no, we, we could never ever say that." And Eric will be mm -hmm, like, yeah. that, "We're putting it in." Yeah. I'm like, no, Eric, you're crazy. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get canceled. Everybody's gonna. But Eric has zero fear, and so it's uh, it's just really fun, like. And so we, we've got a we've got a Deadpool um, idea. Maybe we've got a script for it. I'm not going to say whether or not we do. We clearly mm -hmm. do. Um, it's and, a fantastic uh, script. So Jordan White, if you're listening, editor <laughs> of, uh, of uh, Deadpool, it's a fantastic script. And and we've got and and you know my 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 dream book that I would kill to work on Eric with. Uh, I I there's this little known DC character called the Heckler. And um, that's right. I, yes, I read that in the could, yes. Yeah, I think we could give it a, a solid update, Eric and I. And uh, and uh, yeah, I think uh, uh, we're just we're hoping we get some calls is, is all I'll say. Uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> and then also, Scott, two off the cuff question, you, you know, and hopefully your your like Yosemite Sam character hopefully can. Maybe pop up here and there if, if you got if you and Eric have little deals, future deals with either Marvel or DC, he'll pop up in both universes, even in Dark Horse. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, with my ugly mug there. <laughs> All right, um, so I'm slowly wrapping this up. So, um, you know, um, what is the most fun or exciting thing that uh, actually, Scott, I'm going to ask you first, and then Eric, I'm going to you know, then please answer. It's like, what is the most fun or exciting thing that you love working in comics? Um, well, so I have a little. I have a letter from when I was eight years old 
that I wrote to Marvel Comics. I, I want to draw comics. Little eight-year-old Scott. I want. I, I, I at the time I wanted to both write and draw them. Think the good gracious uh, heavens above that, that I have nothing to do with drawing because I still draw like an eight-year-old kid to this day. But um, I wrote this letter when everybody thought comics you were weird for reading them. Yes. I was sitting on the bench. I was reading them. This was before the Marvel movies came out and people be like, this guy likes comics. Get out of my face. Yes. And so it's just always been a dream of mine. And and I I just turned 40 this year. It would have been nice if I got it when I was 20, but the fact that I'm, I'm getting it now is, is, is just a really a blessing. And I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, one thing that I'm kind of proud of doing is I write five pages a day, no matter what, Uh without fail. Yes. I've got scripts ready and rearing to go. And just all I hope I get from this is is the opportunity to get these out there. Mm-hmm. And um, and I hope just my name becomes synonymous with Eric's as just the ass kickers who, who you know, took on these comics and, and, and rocked the ever loving heck out of them. That's my mm-hmm. polite way of saying something that would usually have more swearing. But mm-hmm. yes, that's, that's yeah, that, that's it. Eric, what about you? Uh, man, I've been doing this for so long that yes. uh, uh, I mean, the 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 interesting part about my work is uh, my work is continuously changing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but as far as style wise, I I change a lot, and uh, and it really depends on the book. But I think that would be a positive thing. But we'll see, though. I mean, but uh, working with this book in particular. It actually brought me back to, God, I can't believe it, but uh, I don't know if you remember Strange Girl, my Strange Girl with Rick Remender. Whoa, my goodness. Strange Girl is by far my favorite work I've ever done. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the first comic book that I actually did uh, the artwork for. And it's a a funny thing because Rick and I, we broke in at the same time doing uh, create our own book for Image. And I had no idea as far as what style I was going to go mm-hmm. or how it's going to be drawn. So it was raw mm-hmm. uh, work. And man, it was so fun. Mm-hmm. And the style really represented how I do other work, which was different at the time. But when once I started doing more um, Marvel and DC work, my style changed to being a little bit more rigid, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It went from a lot more uh, open line work to darker mm-hmm. and also to me, paneling wise became a little rigid as far as to fit storytelling with mm-hmm. the um, scripts I, w- I was getting. But now going back to this where I'm, at, I'm breaking borders, I'm using figures yeah. to, uh, to narrate as well throughout the book. And I'm just doing crazy stuff that I think is entertaining as far as an artist goes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and, and you'll see down the line where I'm just doing, I mean, uh, People call it crazy paneling, but I think it's fun paneling mm-hmm, if it has yeah. a purpose. What and and to me, it helps me tell the story um, the way that it should be told. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though we're breaking borders, we're you know we're having multiple images of the same person on the panel, and mm-hmm. and you know, but it works. So I, I think it works. Oh yeah, no, that's great. You know, thank you. Um, all right. Couple, actually, about yeah, about two. I'm gonna about two or three more questions. Um, 
Scott, I'm going to start this off with you. Favorite convention moment, whether as a fan, you know, as a fan, or if you've been, at, you know, as a or as I, a creator. I'm probably the worst guy in the world to ask this because I don't, I don't go out much. I'm a very in person. Being around the crowds, I'm terrible. I'm a terrible person to ask this question to. However, that being said, there was one convention that I that I went to before we sold to Dark Horse. Uh, we printed out some copies. I went to a convention. Eric was was supposed to come with me, but he, uh -huh. he couldn't make it like at at the, at the last minute. And so I'm there by myself, uh -huh. a white guy, trying to promote and sell white savior and so i am sweating like a pig i'm nervous as all hell they're gonna come after me they're gonna see the white savior they're not gonna know but everybody looked at the cover that eric drew mm -hmm. they got the idea behind the book and they laughed like hell yes and so for me it was just very much a relief that everybody kind of got it and understood what it was mm -hmm. uh and that is my probably only convention story because i'm a a weirdo shut-in oh, so no. yes <laughs> Eric, you want to go this one? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my 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 um, my favorite uh, uh, con moment is before I even broke in. Um, is uh, is my first con waiting for McFarland to sign a silver uh, Spider Man one. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, it was a long time ago, man. I mean, uh, McFarland. I mean, even Lifeo at the time. Um, they're they're the one that made everything so exciting back then. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, even I mean, at that time, I didn't, I wasn't so critical of art or anything. I just remember how fun their work was. McFarland's work on Spider Man was just so amazing. Uh, and when he started writing as well, I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I mean, he got he got he got you know he got his uh, his his critics, but I enjoyed it as oh, yeah. a youngster. You know, it was fantastic. And Rob Ifield. That's work on on uh, X Force. Yes, amazing. I mean, yes. when I look at it now, of course, you know, I, I've I've changed as far as my viewpoints go and my um, art, artistic what what I gear to these days. But I remember back then buying multiple copies. Mm -hmm. Right, yes. we bought multiple copies yeah. of these things, kept them bagged, and yes. uh, mm -hmm. and uh, it was exciting. I mean, mm -hmm. I. I I, I, I hope that this industry gets that excitement back. But back mm -hmm. then, those guys, Jim, uh, um, uh, for me, it was Todd McFarlane and Rob Life. Yeah. Jim Lee was fantastic. Wolf Potassia was fantastic. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, those guys really uh, made it so. And it hasn't, I don't I don't know. It, 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 it's been a while. I hope it gets back to that sort of excitement. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, let's see. Two more questions. Scott, I'm going to start. Actually, uh, Eric, I'm going to start off this question for you. Have you and your family been to Hawaii? Uh, my brother and I, we have as a family. No. Okay, no, but okay, but you and your brother, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had we had a, uh, a fun time in Hawaii. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, awesome. Uh, but there's like maybe. Uh, 17 20 years ago when i was single uh i haven't been back i haven't been back there as a married person yet but uh, uh we'll see we'll see yeah. maybe I, maybe i can maybe i can uh, crash at your place yeah <laughs> yes god we got we yeah. have a place in hawaii yeah there you go <laughs> yeah. 
And also, too, we have con we have conventions here in Hawaii, comic conventions. So, wow. yeah. <laughs> Although now that we got a place to stay, maybe we'll, we'll stop. We're going we're gonna to knock on your door one day. It's going to be me and a bunch of luggage. We're just going to barge our way in. Mm -hmm. Um no, my 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 wife's birthday is one week from today. She might be in the other room hearing me. No mm -hmm. hear her, she's got her ear earphones in and she can't hear a thing, but uh she's been wanting a trip to Hawaii. And uh I'm not gonna say whether or not she's gonna get it. Um but yeah, we'll just throw that out there for the world and yeah. let her maybe be happier or cry in a week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question. Um, Scott, I'm going to start off with you. Any closing words for our listeners? Um, just uh, one closing word. Get it. Get out there and, and read uh, White Savior. It is the funniest, most action-packed, most badass, most <laughs> hysterical comic in the history of comics. I feel bad for every other comic because of mm -hmm. how great our comic is. So be sure, be sure, be sure Call your local comic store. Uh, get the copy of White Savior One before it sells out. Mm -hmm. Best comic you'll ever. Read. That's my uh, closing statement right there. <laughs> Eric, what about you? How, how, how can I? How can I beat that one? I can't. I can't. Eric, I, I want you to so repeat I, after I, repeat it. <laughs> I, I hope that people uh, come out to their stores, get get a copy, or or have that digital download and. Uh, uh, it really is a, uh, a a funny comic. I mean, the uh, just the jokes in there. Um, if I if I'm not offended by it, no one's going to be offended by it. Yes. So uh, mm -hmm. so it, it's very funny. I, I think everyone's going to get a chuckle from it. Uh, yeah. It really is not uh, it definitely. I mean, it, it's great to me. It it, it was a fun book, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, and and a. a Again, it's like one of the books that when you read it, you laugh, and so that's that's that. I hope that comes across. Yes. <laughs> um. Um. I'm just gonna wrap this up already because I don't want to spoil anything. But so Eric and Scott, you know, I wish you guys all the success with White Savior. Mahalo, thank you in Hawaii. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to interview you guys. Um. And I also want to give a big shout out to Mike Myers again. Mike, thank you very much. Um, if you are a new comic book reader or a lifelong comic book reader, please check out White Savior. When this episode airs, the first issue will be out in stores. But as Eric has mentioned too as well, you can also get a digital copy as well too. Issue two, as you've heard already, that issue two is going to get a lot crazier. So that comes out on February 15th. This is a fun book to read. And to me, you know, it like it's it's there is laugh out moments, but also too, it there to me, there's a little bit of a um a nice story about Todd and um and how Todd is probably gonna um learn a little bit more about his roots, you know. I think it's gonna be great. Yeah. So um, but I'll leave it at that. And um I want to thank Drew, the co-host of Comics for Fun and Profit, for putting this episode together. Drew, thank you very much for all your hard work behind the scenes. And if you are a new listener, please check out new episodes of Comics for Fun and Profit that comes out every Saturday. And I want to thank you, the listeners. Thank you very much for your time. 
Thank you for listening to this episode. Until next time, guys, aloha. The good folks at Comics for Fun and Profit have been doing two episodes a week um, for quite some time now, and it's all thanks to, first of all, Jason, and second of all, our patrons, who allow us to add the space on our server, broadcast more, store more, share more with you listeners. I'm envious of those of you who have unlimited storage and media server capabilities. We we pay for ours here at, at the C4FAP. It ain't cheap. We thank you so much for those of you who go to patreon.com slash comicsfunprofit and contribute at any level to say thanks, to say I want to be a part of your Slack channel conversations. I want to get exclusives. I want to get early access. I want to get ad-free access. I want to get swag. I want to get some free stuff. Whatever your reasoning is, we appreciate it at any level because it does make a difference. So from the bottom of Kyle and I and Jason's heart, thank you for contributing 